I would like to welcome you to a special podcast, a special podcast episode from the players of the game of life. Just a couple of days ago, in fact, Wednesday, I did a Bible class and it was on deliverance. This touched my heart. Today is the 1st of December. And it still goes through my mind because I had a uh, a conversation with two young men, 20 years of age. And they were talking about, we were talking about whether they believed in God or, or how they felt about the Bible. And it wasn't a condemning thing that they spoke the way they spoke. And I'm not going to even mention the things that they said. But it led me to believe that there is a great problem. And the problem isn't them. The problem is people who profess to be Christians. People who profess to have the Spirit of God in them. The Bible class was on deliverance, as I said before. But it came from, the, the message came from the, from Second Chronicles, the 7th chapter and the 14th verse. And it reads like this. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. There is so much stuff, mess going on in this world today. And I believe a lot of it, in fact, I know it's from sin. But then we have a great misunderstanding about certain things. When I asked these young men, did have they ever read the Bible? The answer they told me was no. So it wasn't, it, it, it didn't even make sense for me to ask the other question, but I did anyway. And I said, well, if you've never read it, have you, you, you couldn't have studied it. You've never even studied it. But they had ideals about things, but they had thoughts of uh, certain quantum theories or, or other things that they could read. I've heard some people who, aren't necessarily theologians or Bible studiers or Bible readers, have said that there are no facts. They want to go on facts. And this led to something else in my mind and in my spirit. I, I thought about what the, what the scripture really says. And it said it, it, it said it like this. Let me try to break this down to where we all can understand it, at least to where it made me understand it more. It came out and said, if my people, the word if in this conversation, that was brought to me by one of the other ministers that, that sit up there and heard it as we, you know, was doing, this, doing the, uh, the Bible class. And he said, if is a great word, it's a big word, but it's a word that says, you know, it's a possibility that I may not do it or I may not want to do it or for whatever reason, if my people. He's talking about Christian people, those people who love God, 
those people who profess to be with him and doing and trusting in God and wanting to do what God asked them to do. God has a purpose for every one of our lives, and I believe that our biggest purpose is to be messengers of God. And again, I've stated that we shouldn't be prosecuting attorneys or, or, or even judge or jury over people who don't know, because we too were once of that conversation. That's what the Bible says. We too were once just like them. So he says, if my people who are called by my name, you know, we call on the Lord God to help us do this and to help us do that. You know, whatever it is, we, we kind of use God sometimes. I'm talking about Christian people. We sometimes use God for the wrong reasons. Sometimes we want to use him as our personal hitman when things aren't going well for us or things aren't, doing, uh, aren't going the way that, that we would like them to go. Uh, we're not receiving from God what we think we should receive from him because we're doing some things. We're, we're going to church every Sunday. We're reading our Bible. We're not studying it as much, but we're reading our Bible and we're, we're trying to help other people. But our heart is far from God. He wants us to go out and tell somebody about those things that he does or he has done for us. The things that he has delivered us from. I mean, things that we couldn't deliver ourselves from. And you Christian people, we, we know what, what I'm talking about right now. There are some habits that we have had. There are some relationships that we've been in. There are some trauma, some, some dilemmas that we've been in. And we couldn't get out of them by ourselves. But God has helped us. The Bible says that I said before you this day, cursing and blessing, life and death. It's like you're at school and he's giving you a multiple choice test. And, and he comes around to you and he whispers the answer in your ear. And that answer is, choose life. But we have the tendency as human beings to, to, to be a little difficult sometimes. Then he says, if we humble ourselves. If we humble ourselves. He said, when we humble ourselves. That to me says that. We have this thing that once God has done so much for us and has blessed us, we believe it's really us doing everything. It's a I me my thing. I me my. I've done this. You know, I've done this. Uh, or it's all about me. Sometimes, and, and I'm not saying that everybody does it, but there are times every now and then that we look at the things that we've done and we don't give God the count. I mean, we don't give him the the glory or the honor behind it. Sometimes we do, but all the times we don't. And we have to remember that there are other people that are going through some things and don't have the experience that we have had with the word of God or with the relationship that we have with God. I don't know what it is this morning, because like I said, it's six o'clock in the morning. I, I, I just couldn't sleep. And, and this woke me up because that conversation we had yesterday in the barbershop has really vexed my spirit. And the things that I wanted to answer, I couldn't answer. And sometimes, my brothers and sisters, I believe that we don't answer. We don't do what we think we should do because we don't believe that they will even receive it. Well, once upon a time, we didn't receive it. But as we got older and as we matured, then we start to find out things. 
And we start to realize through our experiences that God is a loving God. But God also puts his hand of judgment on us. He says this too in the scripture, in the text. It says, shall humble themselves and pray. Praying is something, is communication with God. It's him, is we talking to him. And God knows everything that's going on with us. He, there's no secrets from God. He knows everything that we do, that we've done, and that we're thinking about doing. But he says if we humble ourselves and pray, talk to him, tell him all about our problems, and seek his face, that's coming into his presence. If we go into the presence of, sometimes that it, it may mean going to church. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be in church to have God's presence. But sometimes we have to be where other people are that have gone through some things. We can be out in this world and we're going to run into people that, that think just like those young men thought. But they're 20 years old and they haven't had the experience. I'm 70. I've been through a lot. And, and I, I hope and pray that it's, it's not quite my time to leave here. I'm going to go through some more stuff. But God brought me through so much. I know too much to turn back. The question was asked to me, and, and I'm going to get off the subject just for a tad bit. Would I commit a crime to feed my family? And this was asking me a question now. If they would have asked me that question when I was 20 years old, I might have had a different answer. But now where I am right now, I know I don't have to commit a crime to feed my family. I know I don't have to do certain things because God will provide for me. He has already provided some things and ways for me that, that I couldn't explain how they came about. I, I, I know it was from God because nobody else could have done it. I know it wasn't Satan. Even though Satan can give, listen to me, good gifts. But those good gifts come with, a, with, with, with something that we call consequences. They may seem good at the moment, but in reality, they're going to lead to a place where you don't want to be. Torment, hurt, pain, not, not just for you, but for the people that you love. We could bring pain and misery upon the people that we care about and love because we make bad choices. And believe me, brothers and sisters, we have all, even those of us who are in Christ right today, have made some bad choices. And before it's over, before we leave this earth, we're going to make some more bad choices. We are not perfect. We are not God. We are not made perfect right here on this earth. But God sees us as perfect because we're covered by the blood of Jesus. And this is the only thing that keeps us where we are right now. So, yes, humble ourselves. Pray to God. Talk to God. Because he knows what's going on. And if we tell him and trust him and turn things over to him, he will work it out. I know this for myself. He said, if we turn from our wicked ways. Let me tell you this. This is what has happened in this text. God has placed upon the people of Israel uh, some, some, some consequences for their decisions. But he tells them that I can stop the judgment that I placed on you. If you do these things, if you humble yourself, if you turn from your wicked ways, if you seek my face, 
he says, then I will do something. And what he says he will do, he says, and, and turn from my wicked ways, he said, this is what I'll do. I'll hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Our sins were paid for by his son, Jesus Christ. God made a sacrifice. He gave his only begotten son so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. So we could live this world. It didn't say, I'm not saying for one minute that we're going to live here on this earth, which is full of sin, which is sin bound. We're not going to live here and nothing's going to happen. Nothing is going to be uh, all roses for us. That's, that's not going to happen. But what is going to happen is he won't allow us to go through it by ourselves. We have to learn to trust in him. And since we had to learn to trust in him by the experiences that we've been through, my brothers and sisters, those young men are going to have to learn too. We, I could not condemn them for the way that they thought. But I know this too. I too was once like that. I too have made bad decisions. I too was looking for answers that, that, that I understood. The Bible teaches us to lean not to our own understanding. You know, things that are, are, are legitimate for us or things that we can do, things that are legal. Smoking marijuana is legal, but is that going to help you? Is it going to help you or is it going to tear you down? Now, I'm not condemning it. I'm saying it was done anyway. Some of us have done it. And some of us are probably still doing it right today, even being Christians, because it's quote-unquote legal. But what it does to our body, to our minds, and to our spirits is a whole together different story. You know, drinking, it's, it's not illegal to drink. But, but what does it do? Does it incapacitate you any? Does it nullify your senses? Does, what does it do to you? Really think about that. I'm not trying to say anything to, 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 to stop the, the sale of marijuana or, or, or the sale of alcohol or make people think that I'm so heavenly bound that I'm no earthly good. That's not it. I'm saying all things are legal. Just because it's legal, it doesn't mean it's expedient. The Bible says all things are profitable, but all things, not profitable, but I'm paraphrasing, but all things are not expedient, which means that all things aren't, it's, it's not just good for you. It, it doesn't give you uh, it may give you some peace for a minute. But then you're not in your right state of mind. And nowadays, we have to be in our right state of mind in order to deal with things that's going on in this world. How can you make a sound judgment when you're buzzed up on alcohol or drugs? It's an impossibility. But see, and still some people try it and they think they can handle it. Nobody wakes up in the morning talking about, I want to be an alcoholic or a drug addict. People get caught up because we make the wrong decisions or we don't make the best decision. Let me put it like that. You know, we have done some things in our lives, all of us, that we regret. But being that we have gone through them, we didn't come out by ourselves. God delivered us. And what he did in delivering us, he says that we are his people. So if we are his people, he has a mandate for us people. He has a mandate for us to talk, to tell somebody else, some man, some woman, some boy, some girl, 
about the things that God has brought us through. And because he has brought us through, we should share that with other people. Sometimes trying to talk to people about the word of God, it's a good thing. It's always good to share the word of God with people. But he also says by our testimony, by the things that we've been through, people can identify with the things that we talk about when we talk about our own personal experiences because they've gone through them too. Or if they're not going through them, they're going to go through them. And if they haven't yet, I tell them like the old folks tell them, keep living. One of these days, you'll find out. You'll see. And when all of this comes back to you, you'll remember. God says, do you hear me now? That's what he's saying to us, even in this scripture. My people, my people, do you hear me now? If you were to do these things, I will heal your land. I will forgive your sins. The judgment that I've laid upon you, I will wipe it away. Come back to me. Do those things that are, are going to give me. I'll do those things that are going to help somebody else. Quit thinking so much about ourselves and start thinking about the problems of others and how we could possibly help them to come through some of the things that they're going through. You know, Sometimes we have to give people hope and giving them hope that a God that we serve can absolutely rearrange their life. I, I made a little joke joke and said that people Bryson sings the song, Can You Stop the Rain? Well, God can stop the rain, but he can also transform the rain into something that's beneficial. He can make the rain a life giver. He can make it uh, nourish crops. He can make it wash walls. He can make it quench your thirst. And that thirst doesn't just have to be a, a thirst from, from, you know, having a parched throat. That thirst can come from wanting God and wanting answers that we don't have right now. But he said, if you trusted me, just trust me, I'll do some things for you. I'll help you to understand. I'll make you see things in a different light. And just maybe, just maybe, if you try him, just try him for yourself, he'll show you something and bring you from a way out of darkness into the marvelous light. God does some of his best work in the dark. How do I know? Because he came and got me out of the dark. He opened my eyes and brought me to the light where I could see. My brothers and sisters, we need to be about God's business. We need to start doing those things that's going to help other people. Will everybody be saved from it? No, they probably won't. Will everybody accept your word? No, they probably won't. But that one that does may sit up there and tell somebody else. And that one may touch 5,000. I don't know. But what if it's possible? I'm not trying to get you to believe like me. I'm not trying to get you to do what I do. All I want you to do and I'm trying to get you to do is think if this is really what might happen, why not try God? Why not allow God to do what he does in your life as he has done in others? Am I perfect? No, I'm still a work in progress. I'm not making excuses for what I've done or for what I'm doing. But I am telling you this. God is the way he is the truth and the life. Jesus the Holy Spirit, the triune Godhead, they're here to help us, help us to be better, 
Help us to live in a world that is full of sin. We ask, what can we do? Well, what can you do? President Kennedy used to say, ask not what, you, what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. I think that he got it from God. Stop asking God so much, what can he do for us? And start asking him, what can we do for him? I thank you for listening to me. I thank you for your time. Like I say, if you want to get in touch with me personally, uh, I got a I got an email. My email is playersinthegameoflife at gmail.com. Drop me a letter. Drop me an email. God bless each and every one of you. And let us do what God would have us to do. Go us, us, we people of God. We the people that he called his people. Do those things which are pleasant and beautiful in his sight that gives him glory and gives us peace. Talk to you later.